possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Welcome to the Palace Theater's Broadway Buzz, presented by Webster Bank. The Palace Theater is located in Waterbury, Connecticut. My name is Stuart Brown, founder of the 24-7 online Broadway radio station, soundsofbroadway.com. If you are looking for nonstop Broadway music, tune into soundsofbroadway.com, playing the best from off-Broadway, Broadway, and the London stage. I'll be your host for this podcast series. My guests today are Dr. Ray Winicky, ear, note, throat physician of Naugatuck Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, and Michelle Gotai, one of the audiologists at the practice. We're going to talk today about the various assisted listening offerings that the Palace Theater has at their disposal for their patrons. We're also going to be talking about why people should be tested, what hearing aids can do to improve life, and also about the performances at the Palace Theater. So we're going to have a a wide-ranging discussion. So welcome to the program. Thank you for having us. I know the two of you are not experts on exactly what the Palace Theater has, but I know you are familiar with them. So the open caption performances, and this is really where you have, in a sense, a display right at the front of the theater. And this doesn't require any special equipment by patrons because you have what is a four foot by one foot digital screen and people can read the text as it goes along, not only for the show, but also the lyrics. I, I've actually had the opportunity to use it myself. I, I recently went to the uh, one of the performances of Anastasia that was at the palace. And although I did not request to sit in the open caption area, which is on as you're walking down the aisle, it's on the right side of the theater. I was in the right side of the orchestra and was still able to see the screen. And it is very helpful. Uh, I myself have a mild to moderate hearing loss and wear hearing aids. And in addition to being able to hear clearer with use of hearing aids, having that as sort of a, another opportunity to follow lyrics that sometimes might be difficult to discern based on how the performer is singing, I felt was very, very helpful. I did not find it distracting at all. I think some people are concerned that, you know, it, it's like you said, it's only a four by one foot screen. I just thought it was a very nice additional aid that helped me stay involved with the flow of the show and the lyrics. What I would add to that is I, I don't technically have hearing loss, but I at home will watch closed caption on my Netflix nonstop because I do often have trouble, you know, catching the, the language, I, you know, catching every word. And I think sometimes in a musical, especially, it's hard to catch the lyrics. And so I think anyone could benefit from it. I do know that um, they've made it clear at the palace that there are only certain performances and, and only within the Broadway series at this point that this service is provided. So anyone who's interested in that would want to be in touch with the palace box office and be sure that they were, you know, getting the right performance, that they were getting the tickets for the the appropriate performance. But I think it could be very useful for someone who's even doesn't even have a, you know, a very severe loss, just mild enough to need that little extra bit of help. And like Dr. Winicky was saying that being that it's over to the side, it's not that obvious and you sort of lose track that it's even there. It's not like these, uh, I guess what in operas they have these, was it superscripts over the stage where, I mean, it is in your face. And this is something that if you're not looking to take advantage of it, probably after a few minutes, it's just something that you don't even think of. Well, let's talk about some other uh, devices that I think the two of you would be more familiar with and how that can impact someone's enjoyment of a performance. So can you talk about assisted listening devices, what those are? 
the basic assisted listening devices have been around for quite a while. And, and a lot of people, even without hearing aids, have taken to using those. And it's something anyone can use at the Palace Theater. Go to the coat check department and it's a little headset that you would wear. And it either works either by like an infrared signal or an FM signal that transmits the sound to the receiver that the patron would be using and which sends it to the headset and the person just controls their own volume. So it's kind of getting their own headset through the performance that they can control the volume. So it's generally used for someone who would not be wearing hearing aids to just give themselves a little extra boost. Those have been around for a while. The latest and greatest thing though, I think that the palace has been promoting that we're pretty proud of of sponsoring now is this mobile connect. And that I think what they're pretty excited about is the latest streaming device that they're using where patrons who are, who have Bluetooth enabled hearing aids can download an app and connect their hearing aids to this app and have the show streamed through their hearing aid. And it's pretty exciting. So how does that work? If someone has hearing aids that I guess, like you said, are Bluetooth enabled, they have an app. Is it as soon as the performance starts, starts to automatically stream or do you have to press a button or? There's a little bit of a process. You'd have to, it takes a little bit of a setup, but from what I understand, I did get walked through it. I did go through sort of a run through of it. I think Dr. Winicky also did. Did you try it yourself? I did. I did try it. Uh, We've, we've had it for a few years at the palace now, and I actually used it during a a performance of Les Miserables. And basically what happens is that you can go to the palace. uh, We suggest that you go to the palace early. Uh, You can go to the coat check again, which is sort of you know, uh, assisted listening offering central, and uh, they'll have an information sheet. There is an app uh, that needs to be downloaded, and you need to pair your hearing aid, just like you would pair your phone or, you know, your car audio with uh, any device through Bluetooth. And then what usually you would do is go to your seat and sit down, and you would then use the app to connect your hearing aids and to, you know, have the, the music and the lyrics directly streamed to your hearing aid. The one thing that we are encouraging people to do is if you're going to use this offering is that we want to make sure that you get there early, you get it set up, that, you know, that everything is working properly. Because what we don't want to do is to have anybody with their cell phones out during a show fidgeting around with sound settings and things like that. So, you know, that is one of the things, like as Michelle said, there is some some setup that's involved, but when it is connected and working through your hearing aids, it really does bring the clarity of the musical uh, right into your ears directly. Nobody knows that you're, you know, other than having your hearing aids, nobody knows that you're using the service other than yourself. And I will say that they do have a wonderful resource by the name of Meg Luddy, and she's the front of manager there. And she's been fantastic about helping folks set this up. And usually once you've set it up in your phone, you don't usually need to do it more than once. You know, once you've been walked through this process and she's excellent at helping you do that, it's pretty simple. The catch is you've got to have hearing aids that are, compatible with the system. You know, you've got to have a phone that's compatible. And most newer smartphones are. Most of the Apple iPhones are. Uh, Most Android operating systems, as long as they're 5.0 and higher, 
are compatible. If you've got hearing aids that pair to your smartphone already, it's very likely they will work with this system. And, and like I said, a phone call to the palace ahead of time would probably answer those questions. And going a little early, like Dr. Winnicky said, is a great idea. And, and they can help walk you through this process. But it's kind of exciting. People who have hearing loss have stayed away from the theater for a long time and stayed away from a lot of social events. And this is sort of giving them the theater back, bringing them back to the theater. Well, it's interesting you say that. Uh, I go to a lot of theater in New York and also in Connecticut. And I went a couple of weeks ago to a show and I had an extra ticket and I asked a friend of mine and I don't know if he has total hearing loss in one ear or something, but he said, you know, I really don't go to the theater because I can't enjoy it. Now, I don't know if he has any type of listening device or hearing aid, but next time I see him, I'll, you know, I'll mention that because, you know, it's something where, you know, he does enjoy the theater and, you know, to, to maybe get this to start going back. Some of the Broadway, there's only a handful of Broadway theaters that are using um, induction loop systems. And if you have what's called a T-coil on your hearing aid, you can loop in, you know, some of the bigger Gershwin, Minskoff, the Fontaine, some of those bigger theaters are using a, a looping system. Um, so, you know, you can get in some places that are trying to help the hearing impaired enjoy themselves or be able to get back into the theaters. You mentioned that you want to get there early for to make sure everything works and set up. Is it something that you can also do way ahead of time? So, I, you know, I'm going to let's say I'm going to the theater Friday night and Tuesday I'm going to I'm going to download that app and I'm going to do some testing at home before. Or is it something you really need to get there early to kind of fine tune it? What you can do is if you go to the palace website, uh, there is a under the Your Visit tab, there is an ADA, uh, Americans with Disabilities Act compliance page. And if you scroll down, there is a section on the Mobile Connect Assisted Listening uh, section there. And there is a link to the Sennheiser Mobile Connect Listening System that is installed at the palace. And then you can download that you know, directly onto your smartphone. So that'll save you the time that may need to be taken in order to download the app. Then when you get to the palace again, you can pick up the instructions at the coat check and then, like I said, go to your seat and, and set everything up for yourself. And for people that are not familiar with the Palace Theater, obviously you can you could Google it, but uh, the website is Palace Theater and that's theater with an E-R. So palacetheaterct.org. And the box office number, which might be the best number to be able to connect to Meg Lundy or questions, is area code 203-346-2000. So I think the, the main message is do this in advance. So when you get to the theater, you can just start to enjoy as opposed to getting all stressed and, and not really put yourself in a good frame of mind to enjoy the show that you're, you're hoping to see or you're planning to see. Is there any leakage? I know, Dr. Winnicky, you said that you know it's streaming and, and people don't know. If you're sitting next to someone, and I don't know if it's the volume is up too loud, am I, am I going to be hearing that? Or that is really not an issue? 
It should be an issue because, again, most people have the inserts that go into their ear canal. As I tell everybody, including parents of teenage kids and anybody who is around somebody who's wearing even some kind of headphones, uh, ear, ear, earbuds, that if you can, that if somebody else can hear it, it's too loud. And obviously, if it is too loud, then um, you know somebody should alert you to that. But I have not heard of anybody complaining about it. You know, most of the time, it's because when you're in the theater, the music is usually loud enough, and don't forget they're hearing it simultaneously with you so it probably would be difficult to discern what's coming from the person's hearing aids and what's actually surrounding in in the environment and so i don't think that should be much of a problem the big difference between the mobile connect and the standard assisted listening devices is one is streaming and one is a physical device that you have to plug into your ears do people choose one or the other primarily because of the technology that if they have the newer hearing aids, it's a lot easier to do the mobile connect versus let me just go to the box office or are you finding people that are still kind of old school and I don't want to deal with, you know, streaming. I Let me just go and get this device that I know I can plug into my ears. Well, I think also when you're streaming through a hearing aid, the sound is also being manipulated to accommodate the person's hearing loss. So it's not just amplifying sound in a flat manner. You know what I mean? It's it's being addressed according to person's hearing loss. So someone could come in and put on an assistive listening device or a headset that doesn't necessarily have a specific hearing loss, where when you're going through your hearing aids, the hearing aids are already set in a very frequency specific way. So that sound is also being manipulated in that way when it's being streamed. And maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that because I, th- I think that's actually a really good point is we're not talking about patrons that just have hearing loss or, or they need something a little more, let's say, fitted with maybe the hearing aids versus the individual that either doesn't have some type of device and is just looking more for amplification. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a very short break to acknowledge our sponsors, and then let's get back and maybe have a discussion more about how do you know what you should do or how do you know about hearing loss or going to your practice to really know what should I be doing in order to not only have my hearing checked, but also then the next step to enjoy the offerings at the Palace Theater. So we'll be right back. Where can you hear the best music from Off-Broadway, Broadway, and the London stage? The answer, soundsofbroadway.com, your 24-7 online Broadway music radio station. Listen to selections from well-known, popular, and more obscure musicals from the most diverse playlists anywhere. That's soundsofbroadway.com. Let's go on with the show. We're all living through an unusual time together, but each one of us is dealing with it differently. Webster Bank is here to help you move forward at whatever pace is right for you. Whether you're taking small steps or big, bold ones, whether you're refocusing on your future, re-energizing your business, or reconnecting with everyone you love, Webster will help you take your next steps on your time. Welcome back to the Broadway Buzz. My name is Stuart Brown. My guests today are Dr. Ray Winicky and Michelle Gotai who is an audiologist at the Naugatuck Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. Dr. Winicky is a physician there. And I should mention they are the sponsor 
of the hearing initiatives at the Palace Theater. So uh, I know everyone is very thankful, grateful for their work to have, as Dr. Winnicky said, to allow not only himself, but others to really enjoy. At this point, we're really talking the Broadway offerings. And because of the pandemic, the Palace Theater has a large offering for their Broadway series, an expanded edition as opposed to previous years where they might just have five or six, so they have more. So uh, individuals can enjoy a lot more of the Broadway productions at the Palace Theater. So why don't we go to a more general discussion about how do people know if they really need to have their hearing tested? People often will sort of look for an excuse as to sort of somewhat deny their hearing loss. Well, you know, I don't think the TVs are made the same way that they used to be made. I just think that the, you know, that the background noise is too loud, that the bass is too high, that uh, the actors are mumbling. And so I think that part of it is that you have to have an honest self-assessment. You know, you can blame a lot of technology, but the reality is technology is much better than it was years ago. And so if you are struggling to hear dialogue on a TV and it's set at, you know, 90 out of 100, chances are you should be evaluated for a hearing loss. If, if the neighbors are pounding on the door because your TV is too loud, you should be evaluated by, you know, for hearing loss. If you have multiple people in your family who are watching the same show as you, and they're having no difficulty hearing the dialogue and, you know, following the show, but you are, or require closed captioning on the TV, then I think you should be evaluated. I think a lot of it, you know, goes back to a little bit about vanity and not wanting to admit it. But I always tell people that, you know, nobody seems to have a problem wearing eyeglasses because they know they can't get out the door without being able to see and the same, they should be treating their ears the same way. So those are some of the signs. I mean, if you're somebody who doesn't enjoy going to restaurants because the background noise drowns out the conversation of the person literally sitting, you know, three feet away from you on the other side of the table, that's uh, an indication that you may have a hearing loss. If you're in church or synagogue or a mosque and you're having difficulty hearing what's being said, then that's also an indication. So there's a variety of different environments that you have to do an honest self-assessment in. Listen, coming in to see an ear, nose, and throat doctor, having your ears looked at, cleaning out any wax, or just taking a look at the eardrums themselves, and then having a hearing test is a relatively easy, non-invasive way of really knowing what's going on with your hearing health. I think it's one of the things that gets pushed to the back of everybody's minds. You know, they, they uh, are concerned about other health issues, but you know, hearing loss has really been determined to be a major health problem, not only in this country, but throughout the world. In some studies, it's been shown to be one of the major causes of depression in, in the elderly population. For some of the reasons that we talked about, that people with hearing loss, because they don't enjoy conversation uh, in crowded situations and restaurants, they stop going to events like the theater. They stop going to religious services. They stop going to family gatherings because they're just not part of the conversation because they're missing the words. And I, I think that that's something that has gone undiagnosed for way too long. I'm glad to see that we're starting to see some large-scale studies that have shown the importance of, of hearing amplification in, in patients with hearing loss. And to that end, the technology is very different than your grandparents' hearing. You know, they're not the big clunky things that are jutting out of the side of your head. You know, most people with hearing aids these days, a good portion of them are what we call, and Michelle can speak to this a little bit more, but we call behind the ear hearing aids with a small clear tubing that goes to a small earbud in the ear. And most of the time, you don't even notice somebody's hearing loss. And I'm going to steal Michelle's thunder here. And it's, it's, it is a line that we use with all of our patients all the time when 
people say, well, you know, I don't want people to see my hearing aids. And I'll look somebody in the face and tell them directly that, you know, listen, I wear hearing aids. I have a mild to moderate hearing loss. And the reality is, is that your hearing loss, most times, is much more obvious than your hearing aids. People know when you have a hearing loss. You're constantly asking yourself, asking them to repeat themselves. You're saying, huh? Well, you just have this glazed look, you know, in your eyes because you're not following the conversation, but you have to admit it to yourself. So I'm, I'm sitting here smiling and I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful my, my wife is not next to me because a number of things you've stated I, I will be guilty of. So I guess after we conclude our interview, I'm going to be making an appointment. I do think it's, like you said, it's probably one of the things that you just don't think about. If you wear glasses, you're wearing the glasses, you get the six-month or one-year reminder, time to come in. It's, it's kind of part of the routine, but I don't think that is really part of the routine with hearing with the American public. Here's the thing. I think with hearing loss, it happens, generally speaking, a natural loss of hearing over time happens so gradually over many years that it's normal to the person. They don't see it. They don't notice it happening. So it feels normal to them. So you don't know what you're missing until you hear it again. So a lot of people come in and they think I'm fine. I'm fine. And then we see these foreign audiologists. I, I say, oh my goodness, you know, how, how are you functioning out in the world with this hearing loss? And to them, they're saying, I don't have any problems until I put some hearing aids on them. And then they they see, they hear the difference. And it's actually a, a big misconception. A lot of people will come in here before they get any hearing aids and they'll say, I don't know anybody that likes their hearing aids. And quite frankly, more people, so many more, the overwhelming majority of people that I fit with hearing aids, once they get them, it usually takes them about seven years to finally admit they have hearing loss, you know, accept it and, and agree to get hearing aids. And once they get them, they don't want to be without their hearing aids for seven minutes. Because once you've experienced the difference and you see the difference, you don't want to be without that. I'll have people come in and they'll say, I'm too, I'm too young to get hearing aids. And I'll say, you're too young to not get them. You know, why would you live a lesser quality of life when you can have a fuller quality of life? You know, and now there's so many studies that show a link to with cognition and dementia and hearing and just general good health. We, we see so many more people in their 40s and 50s wearing hearing aids now because they just want to live their better life. You know, and technology's come a long way. People are just answering their phone calls in their hearing aids and <laughs> going about their day. With the proposed federal legislation, isn't there going to be some assistance for people to afford hearing aids? I'm not quite sure if that has been, been brought forward. There is some legislation out there, and the FDA has recently approved what have been commonly referred to as over-the-counter hearing devices. They're technically they're not allowed to use the term hearing aid, but they're going to be available for patients with a mild to moderate hearing loss and purchased through uh, retailers such as Bose and Apple and Samsung, that's something that's also out there. So those will also en enable patients who have hearing loss to, again, improve their hearing. And most likely these devices will also have Bluetooth capability and people would also be able to use them for some of the enhancement initiatives for hearing that we have at the Palace Theater. But again, a lot of that is almost changing on a day-to-day -day basis. And so we'll have to keep our ears open for it, pun intended. I'm curious, Michelle, you had mentioned that people could answer their phone through their hearing devices. So are the hearing devices that are being developed with the new technology going beyond the scope of what the average person would think they can do? First and foremost, it's, it's interesting because, you know, technology is changing all the time. You know, what an Apple iPhone 4 did, you know, what and now what the 
the newest Apple phones. There, there's large jumps in technology all the time. And the same with hearing aids. Some of the features, you know, my first primary concern is how is it affecting how the patients are hearing and are they making improvements in that? And they really are, you know, some of these features about, can you take your phone calls in your hearing aids and can the patient adjust the hearing aids on their own? That's fantastic. And in some ways that does help their hearing. Some people don't want that. Some people want to put their hearing aids on and they don't want to do anything to them. They don't care about the technology. They don't have smartphones. They don't want to do a thing. And that's fine because just the, the technology itself, you know, what the hearing aids are doing on their own is improving on a year, like everything, like the technology of everything is improving. So yeah, even if you want to just put a hearing aid on and, and let it do its thing without fussing with it, things are always improving. But but then for the technologically savvy person who wants to in real time, you know, it used to be if somebody were, their hearing aids were serving them really, really well, except every weekend they go to, they go to their son's hockey game and they just didn't seem to hear well in that, you know, unusual acoustic environment. So I would have to, you know, on the computer program them in such a way that I feel would be, you know, make my educated guess about how I think I could change that and send them on their way. And then they'd have to come back and report. Well, now they can in real time by adjusting something on their phone, make whatever adjustments to some frequency response or some sound reduction feature on their phone. And they can sort of make those kinds of adjustments as well. And all of this goes back to the reason we're chatting is yeah. so to make the experience, the theater experience at the Palace Theater more yes. enjoyable. I think what we're talking about is important from, like you were saying, from a health concern, and then maybe from my perspective with the palace, more with the palace theater, that it's important and that there are options. Right? So you have the open caption performance, which is just really reading. And then you have the mobile connect and then the assisted listening devices that you can decide and that you have Meg Lundy at the palace theater who can work with you and also with your practice to, to help people. I want to thank both of you for talking. I, I know you, you have a convert right over here at the other end of his computer. I think this is very important. And for a certain population, it's more important. And as theaters are reopening and people are getting out more, and not just theaters, but other forms of entertainment and maybe going indoors to restaurants where this is an important issue for people to deal with. So thank you very much for, for coming on and enlightening us. Thanks for having well, us. Thank you for having us. I've been speaking with Dr. Ray Winicky of the Naugatuck Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, and Michelle Gotai, who is an audiologist at The Practice, and they are sponsors of the hearing initiatives at the Palace Theater. My name is Stuart Brown. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Buzz presented by Webster Bank. The Palace Theater is located in Waterbury, Connecticut. Again, my name is Stuart Brown, founder of the 24-7 online Broadway radio station, soundsofbroadway.com. If you are looking for nonstop Broadway music, tune into soundsofbroadway.com, playing the best from off-Broadway, Broadway, and the London stage. Thank you for listening. I hope you will join me on our next podcast episode. Until then, stay safe, be well, and be informed with the Broadway buzz. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Show.